Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what up, y'all? What's going on? We got Paul Wall calling in today. Let's see if he's on the line right here. What's up, baby? Hello? What it do? What's going on, man? And I'm on here. What's going down? What's the dilly, man? We got Paul Wall on the line, Grammy-nominated artist, uh, clothing line, all of the, the big things we got going on. So what's up, man? Man, just grinding, getting ready for this new album to come out. Come out March 24th. So I've been okay. on the road, you know, getting there ready and uh, just, you know, hustling and getting and having fun doing what I do. That's what's up. I like that. So um, what is uh, you still? Uh, it's your label, Swisher House, right? And it's distributed by. Yeah, my um, my homeboys, my two homeboys, they're the CEOs of it. I'm just an artist on the label, but yeah, that's that's the label I'm I'm with, and uh, it's distributed through Asylum. Asylum's doing all the marketing and promotion, putting everything behind it. You know, they got that machine they're putting behind it. That's who I put out my first album, uh, The People's Champ. I put that out with them. That's what's up. Okay. So um. We we heard that you're like involved in a group also, expensive taste. Are you still involved with that? Yeah, definitely. My homeboy Travis Barker, he do all the production for it, and uh, me and my boy Skinhead Rob, we do all the rapping on there. Oh, that's what's up. So y'all released the album under expensive uh, taste? Nah, we did a um, we did a mixtape for it, but uh, we haven't released the album. Hopefully, eventually one day we'll we'll put out an album, but uh, he, Travis actually did a he produced three songs on my new album. The one that's coming out in um in March, and um Skinhead Rob he's on there on a couple songs with me, but yeah, like I said, hopefully man, eventually we'll be able to put out an album. But right now, man, we just been doing our thing with the clothing line. We got a clothing line, expensive taste clothing, and uh, other than that, man, you know, still getting in there with Travis doing the production. That's what's up. So what type of gear is all that? Is, is, is the name of the clothing line expensive taste also? Yeah, expensive taste. Our website is igotexpensivetaste.com. It's all, you know, street gear like T-shirts, you know, hoodies, hats, beanies, stuff like that. Oh, okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. I like that. And um, we also heard that um, you had some uh, positive words about uh, Barack Obama, that you, you spoke positively about him recently. Um, so how, how do you feel? What are you going to be doing during, the, like, the inauguration tomorrow and everything? Man, you know, I ain't decided yet, man. I might go on, go on just hit this road and go on, go out there and see you live and five in person, man. Uh-huh. I don't know. I might be on the road driving out there, man. You know, everything's sold out getting there. But uh, if I don't, man, we're going to be kicking back with the barbecue, man. We're going we're gonna to have to fire up this pit, man. We're going to fire up the pit, pour up a cup, and just, just kick back and chill and enjoy ourselves because it's going to be a real a real international holiday. It's not a national holiday. It's an international holiday to see, you know, this boy come up in there and do his thing. And it all yeah. The whole thing is amazing to me, just watching and what's going on, just on television. We were supposed to go down there and cover it, but I'm like, we're not gonna make it down there. There's millions of people trying to get down there. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna be too crazy. I watch it on TV. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be ridiculous out there. Yeah, man. So, um, it's been, it's been like almost two years since you dropped your uh, latest album. Um, what were you doing like in between that time? Mostly just been on the road touring. I went out with uh, Tech Nine. Mm-hmm. Tech Nine went out there, and uh, other than that, I did a solo tour, and I'm getting ready to go on the road again in uh, March. So, okay. for me, that's been the main thing, just been out there on the road touring. Okay. So, like international tours, like in like Europe and all that stuff, or just mainly in the U.S. Both. 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 We went international twice um, this last year. So we had a lot of fun with it, man. Even going over there, man, that's the main thing. That's the first thing they talk about too is Barack. Everywhere we go, that's all they talk about is that Barack. Wow, 
that's crazy. So you said um, your album's dropping in March. Is, is it? It's called Fast Life. Yeah, it's called the Fast Life. It comes out March twenty fourth. We got some great producers on there, like my boy Travis Barker, Beans and Cornbread, Acom mm-hmm. song on there. My mm-hmm. boy X Five from Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Uh, collaborations off the chain. We got Young Jock, Gorilla Zoe, my H Town homeboy Lil Kiki. He's on there. Zero Trey. I even got a song with uh, Akon on there. Like I said, he produced a song. He's on there also. So, man, the album is off the chain, man. Just to see how far I've come lyrically. Uh, man, we stepped it up. The subject matter is a little bit different. We enhanced it. So, man, it's just, you can see how far I've come just as a person, as an adult, and even in my career in music, man. You can see just how far I've come. Man. It's been a hell of a ride. I'm just, I'm just loving it, man. Yeah, man, that's what's up, man. I could definitely see the growth in the um the lyrics and everything. Um, you got a you got a song called uh, Busybody, and um, it's, it's it's that's about the ladies right there, right? Yeah, for sure. So, um, is is you being married and you dropping songs like that? Like, how does your wife feel about that? Man, she's the motivation for it, man. She's the one who made me get up out there and do it. You know? Wow. I I I love Webby, man. That's my boy there. Him and Mouse Mouse produced it. He jumped on that last verse. I've been wanting to work with them for a while, um, and and my my gal she came up, my wife she came up with you know a lot of the inspiration for it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. She she over here making up dances for the song. Yeah, this is gonna be the dance we're gonna do. <laughs> that's what's up. That's that's support right there. That's what you need. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> Definitely. So I also understand that you have a, a mass communications degree. So you have a you have a lot of artists out here that don't that don't really have a educational background. Do you feel that your educational background has helped you with your success? Uh, well, I mean, I, I never really got my degree. I, I went up going to University of Houston for three years. I never graduated though. Oh, okay. But I, I don't think you know what I learned in the classroom is what helped me. It's what I learned from the people going to school. I definitely think my college experience really helped mold me a little bit into who I've become, just seeing so many people from different walks of life. But like I said, I don't think it's, you know, what I learned in the classroom. It's what I learned from the people at the school. Okay. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Um, So you got the uh, the grills. You still are uh, doing the grills and all that, the jury, the jury line and all of that stuff? Oh, that's a bet. You know that, man. <laughs> so so how's, how's that going with, with the grills and everything? It's been going great. Me and my boy Johnny Dane, we've been we came out with our own line of watches too. Oh wow, that's great. Is it like a is it expensive line or is it like affordable line for like the the people that's not like balling out of control like Paul Wall? Yeah, we got we got the recession control. We got that too. Got <laughs> for the balls and we got the recession control. So yeah, we got a little bit of everything. We also uh, we, we opened a new store up in the Galleria Mall in Houston. The Galleria, that's like the high-class mall where you see the Gucci store, Saks Fifth Avenue, all the stuff like that, Neiman Marcus, Versace got a store in there. So this, this is where all the top dog stores is at, where everybody walking around in suit and ties, and here I come in here with some sagging jeans and T-shirt and grills in our mind. So we moved on up a little bit. Oh, that's what's up. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Definitely. So um, just uh, back to the uh, the album. You got a song called "Girl Is On uh, Fire" with Akon, right? Yeah. Um, when when you did that song with Akon, were y'all guys actually in the studio going back and forth, or did you like send him the demo through the mail and you know? Because you know, I like I hear from different artists when they work with producers, it comes from everybody's so busy, it gets kind of crazy. So how did y'all? How did that song come about? That one, I think he might have been actually in China when he recorded his song. 
Wow. <laughs> and uh, he had an idea for it. And he told me he was like, "Say, man, I got this song. It's gonna take me. It's gonna cross me over and take me to international." Greatness doing this song, you know. So I, he he really had me wired up when he told me about it, and then he said to me, "Man, he he came with it." So I ain't really had to do nothing but just lay my lay my parts down, you know what I'm saying? So much love, much props to that boy Akon for that. Wow. We we also know that you did a lot of work with Chameleon Air in the past. Um, are you still working with him? And is he gonna be on this next album? We did a song together. We just did not too long ago. Uh, it should be on a new album. Called Diamonds Exposed. It's with Chameleon Air and Lil Kiki. You oh. can hear right there on myspace.com slash Paul Wall. They want to check it out. But that's the first time we recorded a song together in five or six years, and it's been a minute since we had worked together like that on a song. It was a lot of fun, man. It was a, it was a great thing. I'm, I'm really glad we came together and to, to do that because we had our problems in the past a little bit. Uh-huh. I think a lot of people kind of blew it out of proportion uh, just because we separated ourselves from each other. For so long, mm-hmm. and even after we had kind of cleared up our little issues, we, I was busy doing my thing. He's busy doing his thing, but people still assumed, even though we said everything was all good. A lot of people, mostly, I think, um, for the most part, they assumed that something really was wrong with it. We really was tripping with each other and beefing and plexing with each other, but we didn't have any problems with each other. We just, I'm just busy doing my thing. He's doing his thing. So I think. Um, when I, I did a remix for his song, Won't Let You Down, and then he came and jumped on this song with me, Diamonds Exposed, that really let people know that, man, we ain't playing, we ain't tripping at all. Since then, also, we have uh, performed on stage together once at TSU, checking uh-huh. each other in Houston, and then another time at the Nos Magnificos 979 The Box custom car show they do every year. We came out on stage together and did something. We shocked the crowd. And we had a lot of fun doing it, too. Wow, that's what's up, man. Because uh, we don't, you know, like all of that, you know, negativity negativity in hip-hop right now, we don't really need that. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to sell some records because a lot of people's putting out albums and it's really not catching the people like, you know, everybody would like it. Yeah, so. You know, so um, what what producers do you, would you like to work with that you haven't worked with yet? Oh, definitely people like Dr. Dre, you know, he's the, the best of the best right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, Jermaine Dupree, I worked with him in the past, but every time I work with him, man, he just got that magic touch. I can't wait to work with him again. Uh, also, Travis Barker, I've worked with him several times, but he's like, to me, he's he's my favorite out there right now. So, I mean, I, I can't wait to work with him again. I know I will soon. But there's so many up-and-coming producers out there, man. I get so many uh, beat CDs from different people. They Random people send us beats in the, on, the, on the email. They find our emails out. We don't even know how. We get some beats from people, and they just... <laughs> So jamming though sometimes that we like damn we don't even know how to contact these people back sometimes man but man so it's it's so many up and coming producers out there doing their thing man they just one hit away from you know mass superstardom man I and I I'm excited about working with those people you know the up and coming people yeah exactly and they they come at a cheaper price too <laughs> they lying about that because <laughs> I I know I, I know a lot of times some some I've spoken to a lot of you know, big artists like yourself, a lot of people, and they and they say, well, I don't know about paying a hundred thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars for this beat when I could go pay my friend five grand and it'll be a better beat, you know? <laughs> hey man, the up and coming producers most of the time they'll do it for free just because they want the exposure. Exactly. But also though, you know, there's that star power when you team up with somebody. You know, Jermaine Dupree, man. Like I said, every time I work with him, man, we hit songs so. 
sometimes it be worth it. You know that that man he he charged a lot. He of course he showed me a lot of love, and I got I got to give him much props for that because mm-hmm. he don't have to. I, you know I don't he don't owe me that love. You know so it's much appreciated. He showed it to me, but still when you see how much he charged people, man, it's, he deserve it. But it's like woo wee, it's a high ticket. <laughs> <laughs> And I, that, when you when you get people like Jermaine Dupree, man, that, he, that boy, he's so big, man. He's accomplished so much, and his reputation is so high that he deserves it. You know what I'm saying? And just doing a song with him, it, that really takes some people to the next level. And that really, I, it really elevated me. I feel like when I, I did grills with him, that just, you know, to have me on the same song with Nelly, Jermaine Dupree, Ali, and Gibb all on the same song, I think that made my reputation grow a lot, just to be able to be on the same song with them, that, that type of class of people. And then when I had Jermaine Dupree, like I said, he's man, he's expensive. But doing the song with him for my album, the I'm Throw song we did, and having him in the video next to me, all that. And you know we're boys, but I mean, just at the end of the day, though, when it comes to music, when you have two artists like that on the same song together, it really just I think it raised it raised the bar for me, you know. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's worth it, some you know, sometimes. Absolutely, man. I, I I totally understand where you're coming from. Have you ever like uh, have you ever spit a couple of bars on somebody's song for free? I've done that definitely in the past, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still do that sometimes. If it's if it's one of my boys or if it's somebody I respect or somebody that I feel like they could, it could really help them out a lot, I'll definitely show them love like that. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff in the news about the Notorious Big movie. What's what's a couple of words that come to mind when when I when I say the name Notorious B.I.G. Man, one of the greatest of all time. Wow. Okay. Definitely and, uh, one of the greatest of all time. You know, a lot of people say he is the greatest of all time. Wow. And is, do you think like he gets that title or he gets that much respect because he's not here? Do you think if he was here, people would appreciate him like that? Man, it seems like that's the only way you get on the cover of magazines is if you die or go to jail. <laughs> but with, with the Torres Big, though, I mean, he was considered the greatest or one of the greatest when he was here, you know, before mm-hmm. he died. Mm-hmm. It was who's better, him or Pac, you know what I'm saying? So, And that's why they were both were here. Mm-hmm. But other than other than those two people, I think for the most part, a lot of times when people die or something happened to them, that's when all oh, they, they, they were so good, they were the greatest. And this and that and some you know and of course it's great to have a, a great lasting memory of somebody like that and you want to give them their props but I feel like we should appreciate people and show them that kind of love while they're here instead of uh, bringing them down and talking trash about them and spreading rumors about people and tearing their reputation apart you know I feel like we should show them love while they're here. Yeah, true, true, man. That's definitely true. But I get asked. Um, I go to a lot of events in city in New York City and with a, with a lot of up and coming talent, right? And one of the main questions that I get from a lot of this up and coming talent is, you know, what what really makes a a top level artist? So like, if you had to give, you know, these up and coming artists three basic examples of something what makes a great MC, you know, what what would that be? What what do you feel? What's the 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 element to make up a great that makes up a great MC? I think most up-and-coming artists are a little bit confused. They mm-hmm. don't know what they want or what direction they want to go into with their career. Mm-hmm. I think, first of all, they got to sit down and evaluate what do they want out of their career. Mm-hmm. Is it that they want to be the recognition, the notoriety? Is it they want to be famous? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it they want the money? Mm-hmm. What, what do they want? Do you want to hire? Some people just want to go platinum. They want 
They just want to go platinum, but they don't know that just because you go platinum, you might go sell a million records and steal the old record label money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people they just want to get paid. They don't care how many records they sell. I, I heard, I heard my boy told me. I don't know if this is true or not, but my boy told me that Ice Cube made more money off this last album he put out than he ever made off of any album ever in his whole career. And he went platinum, double platinum, on several occasions. You know what I'm saying? And, and this last album, I think it just barely went gold. That's five hundred thousand records. If it did that, I don't. I really, I don't know, but. If that's true, man, you know, that's the hell of a statement right there that, man, I did this on my own, on an independent album. I put this out, and I, I made more money on this album than I made on any album the rest of my career. Wow. If, if that's what you're in it for, then you need to strive for that. If, you want, if you're in it for the paper, everybody say they're in it for the paper, but that's just talk. You know, you got to really evaluate what do you want out of your career. And if that's what you want, if all you want is paper, then... It's, that's the easiest thing there is to get because all you got to do is go out there and sell CDs. You can do it hand-to-hand. Yeah. You, can, you sell them out your trunk if that's what you want. But then they say, oh, I want his money. I don't care about the fame, but how can I get on BET and MTV? Yeah. yeah. That ain't going to get you no money. That's going to cost you money because you got to pay for the video. You got to pay for people to promote it and market it right and, you know, stuff like, you know what I'm saying? So that ain't going to get you. I ain't got to pay the dime from being on MTV or BET. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They say, well, all I want is the money, but how can I get on the radio? Well, that don't, that don't get you paid because there's people with number one songs in the country that can't get no shows. Wow. You know? And this is how it is, you know? That's just that's true right there. So you, I think they got to sit back and evaluate what do they want out of their career. And they got to uh, strive for it and get their grind on. I think the grind is another thing that, that a lot of artists lack is they lack that grind. They have a, a larger ego than they do grind. Mm-hmm. And they need to in, in, increase their grind and go out there and get it and swallow their pride and humble themselves and go get it. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's coming from Paul Wall, people. So listen to that. Make sure you listen. That's a Grammy-nominated artist right there. It's big, big dog style. <laughs> so thinking, thinking back to when you actually, like before any of this, you know, fame and stuff, like what was the songs that you heard that actually motivated you and made you want to get into it, music. Like, they just name a couple of songs that from back in the day that that you heard. Mostly UGK, Little UGK? Fat Pat. A lot of the songs I heard from boys in Texas. Because being in Texas, there were people that spoke my language and spoke about things that were relevant to me growing up. Like when I turned on the TV, it was mostly East Coast kind of videos, East Coast style of rap which was cool, but I couldn't really relate because they were talking in a language I didn't understand. You know, the slang is a little different on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it, the dress is a little different, you know, which is, so I'm turning it on, I'm like, oh, that's tight. You know, they dressing different, you know, damn, but I can't walk around like that with one of my pant legs raised up, you know what I'm saying, because <laughs> you can't do that, you know. And, and then when I turn on the radio, and it's mostly West Coast music, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And... The same thing, you know, they talk about things that aren't relevant to me because I don't live on the West Coast. I live in Houston, Texas. So when I when I listen to the screw tapes, the DJ screw tapes, and I heard the UGK on there, and I heard, you know, all the the, the Houston bred artists like Lil Kiki or Zero or Big Pokey or Fat Pat, ESG, those kind of artists, they spoke a language I understood because it was a slang that I spoke, you know, that I grew up speaking. It was, you know, they, they talked about clothes and the style of dress that, but I wore my clothes, and my my peers wore their clothes. They talked about riding in cars that you know we that I knew about. You know what I'm saying? So it really motivated me to want to do music, and 
I don't know, seeing what they could do. And, and when I when I started hearing, like, UGK and Lil' Kiki on the radio, and I see how far they, they had come from being from mixtape, being on mixtapes to achieving the notoriety of being on the radio and getting getting a little bit more fame to go along with it. It was like, damn, man. And they said, you know, it's the videos. And you, you'd see a UGK video here and there. Yeah, they really didn't get a lot of video play back in the day, but we'd see a little bit of them here and there. And that just was motivation for me. Oh, okay. That's what's up, man. That's 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 what's up right there. Um, <clears throat> you have a um a lot of artists that are you know like uh, one of the concerns in like the music industry right now is record sales. So you have artists like Soldier Boy, who everybody was waiting for his album to drop. He dropped and he sold like forty five thousand copies. So it's like, are you concerned with any like record sales itself, or how do you feel about the state of the music industry, and do you do you think the internet is to blame for anything like that? Well, there's a positive, there's a positive effect to the internet too, you know, because it helps let you market your music and your videos, whatever, to a mass media, mass amount of people mm-hmm. you couldn't get from just being on the radio. Because on the radio, you got to go to every radio station in every city, mm-hmm. and the internet, you put it on YouTube. That's one channel that everybody can listen to. Everybody can go watch. Exactly. See, you know what's going on. But me personally, I, I think people put too much pressure on first week record sales, and I think the first week of the record sales is the least important week. We need to be worried about what what kind of records we selling twenty weeks from now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's in my mind. That's how it is. But everybody, all they look at is the first week record sales. Mm-hmm. You know what they're gonna sell the first week. But you have artists like. Keisha Cole, when she came out her first album, she didn't sell Jack her first record, her first week. Mm-hmm. You know, selling 1.5 million because she went on tour and grinded and and hustled and got her record sales up. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what you got to do. You can't just worry about what you're gonna sell the first week because that second week is a hell of a drop off. Yeah. Some people they sell, you know, you might sell 900,000 first week, then the second week you gonna sell 200,000. Mm-hmm. Well, hell, that's a hell of a a huge percentage of drop off. You know, I don't want my drop off to be like that. I want to be consistent with it. We, whatever we sell the first week, that's cool. Let's grind. Let's in, improve. Let's increase these record sales. Let's travel. Let's market our, market this music. Market these CDs. Let's not give up on the project and go out there and work. I think so many people they scared they gonna they lose a little bit. So they like, all right, well let's let's throw let's throw the towel in right now. Call it quits and move on to something else. They they too worried about a quick lick. Yeah. But it ain't how it work. You see long artists who have long long careers and longevity, not just in hip-hop, but like rock artists, country artists. They go out there, they go on tour, and they don't stop. They come with a single, another single, another single, and they come with it. Mm-hmm. But in hip-hop, it's like you come with one single, one video, first week record sales, maybe get a second video, and that's it. Then you yeah. go on to the next album. But yeah. I think we got to get our grind on. we got to go out there and hustle and get it. Yeah. Definitely. I think that probably some, that that's a much easier job for an established artists like yourself. But then when it when it comes to an artist probably like Soldier Boy, you know who ha, who only has one album, it's it's probably more difficult for him because he doesn't really have that much control. You you probably have at this point in your career you you have a lot more control over you, you know the way things are distributed and. Well, and you, well, the last album when I was on Atlantic, we didn't have hardly any control at all. But when okay. we renegotiated our contract and this album's coming out through Asylum, we got a little bit more control. But even then, it's not necessarily a good thing because sometimes, like, 
Oh man, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to. I just know how to get out. There. I just know how to make music and just grind. But I can <laughs> tell you, you know, I can't tell you like the marketing plan and all that. I, I don't know that. You know what I'm saying? So some people they they got a hundred percent control, but they don't know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> so, but I feel like I'm I'm blessed to be around a bunch of people who know what they're doing. They take their job seriously. They believe in me. They you know enthusiastic about working with me. And, you know, so even then, if I don't have control and they're in control, that's cool because I feel like God put them in control for a reason because they know what they're doing. I, see, I don't know how to do all that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. That, that's cool. But but even then, you know, me, honestly, man, if I sold 45,000 records my first week, I'd be happy with that because <laughs> I think I think being on the side, I'm just like, it's damn near like I'm independent. I'm making more money off of every record than I am when I was with Atlantic, you know what I'm saying? So. If I if I sell forty five if I sell total a hundred thousand records, man, that's cool with me, because that's gonna be a, a ticket. I'm gonna get a million dollars from that. Exactly. So I'm exactly. saying, so that's cool. I ain't got to sell. I ain't got to go out there and sell a million records. I ain't got to never go platinum again. Yeah. A hundred thousand, man. I'm walking away with a ticket. That's cool. Yeah. That's a hell of that's a payday right there. Definitely. That's, shout that's, out. Shout like out. When I say like when when Ice Cube say that when he made more money off this record, that's like encouraging to me. You see, man, that's what I'm talking about. Somebody in it, they in it for the money. They not worried about having a platinum plaque on their wall. They're not worried about being able to say, I sold more records than so-and-so. All that don't matter. They in it for the paper, and that's what I'm talking about right there. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Shout out to Asylum, everybody over there, you know, Slim, and doing this thing. Do you know uh, Slim, Slim of 112? Yeah, yeah, for so. Yeah, uh, did you ever do a, a song or anything with Slim? Oh, uh, no, yeah, for that. we got to do that, man. That's my boy, though. We got to do that. Yeah, he he got some hot joints out, man. Yeah, he yeah he damn so do. Yeah, man. We we spoke to him uh, a little while ago too. So um, he's he's doing his thing, man. Definitely. Um, so it's like uh, another thing. Like um, what's going on now is like with the the industry, the music industry. Is a lot of people. The South kind of has it on lock, and a lot of people are saying like, well, you know, in order to get signed to a record deal now, you got to be an artist from the South because a lot of record labels saying that, you know, East Coast uh, hip-hop isn't selling. So, like, and how, do you, does that make any sense to you? Or, like, uh, just artists aren't making good music. That's why they're not getting signed. Well, I mean, if you go to the South, you're going to see people from the South complaining about other things. You know what I'm saying? So people are always going to have some kind of complaint about things ain't going the way they want it to go. Mm-hmm. I think, I think first and foremost, you got to be you. No matter where you're from or what you do, you got to be you. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes you got to recreate yourself, reinvent yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because after a while, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. You get stale, and if you're not getting the uh, success and you're not getting the results you want, sometimes you need to go in and switch it up a little bit. But you always have to be you. You can't come out, you know, trying to do something or be somebody else. Because I don't think that's going to work at all, and yeah. I think there's a man. There's a lot of talented artists on the East Coast and on the West Coast, and um, I, I don't think you got to be from the South to sell record. I mean, we just talking about Soldier, but he's from the South. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I mean, I, I don't think it's that's. I don't think that's it at all, man. I don't think that's it at all. But I think what it is is that New York is the you know the king of the media. Mm-hmm. L. A. is Hollywood, so. Mm-hmm. The South, we ain't got nothing like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got we ain't got no kind of media outlets like that. So it's just been like an untapped paradise for so long where you got artists 
who've had careers for a long time independent in in the southern region to where when they finally get a hit or they finally get something that brings them to the national level, everybody on the, on the globe is like, damn, where you been? But they don't know these artists have been grinding for years, putting out albums for years, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it, it ain't come overnight, you know what I'm saying? Like, like for me personally, man, especially, man, this ain't come overnight at all, man. It's 2009 now. I've been doing this since 1998 when I when I first got on a mixtape with Michael Watts. Exactly, 11 years in the game. Yeah, so this is man. I've been grinding with it for a long time, and I started off at the very very bottom, passing out flyers, putting up posters, putting stickers on electric boxes, and putting stickers on cop cars, and getting arrested and running from the police, stuff like you know, just from doing promoting, from promoting <laughs> other artists who I never even met before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Started off at the very very bottom. So. Wow. I mean, I think, I think on average, artists got to do that. You got to go in, no matter where you're from. You got to go in, and I don't think you got to be from the south to grind. Mm-hmm. And I know it's, there's plenty of talented artists on the east coast, mm-hmm. on the west coast. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But if they ain't getting a record deal, that's cool. Because mm-hmm. me personally, man, I, we we got a record deal, but we talk about it all the time, man. If we lost our record deal, that would be a blessing from God, because then we'd have 100 percent control. We'd get 100 percent of the money. We'd go out there and grind and get another record deal. <laughs> that's, I that's mean, the benefit of looking at it. The, be, the benefit of being with a, a major record label is that they have the machine to put behind you. They have the resources to take you to another level. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that don't mean you're gonna get you a nice paycheck. Wow. Wow, that's true. That's true. It's a wise words. <laughs> so um, I know I know you 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 doing your thing and you busy. So um, we're not gonna hold you off for too much longer. But I got I do have another question. Like during your career, like from from when you started, at what what day, or, or what did you what did it feel like the day that you realized that you was actually successful artist and you were Paul Wall like. What happened that day when you realized it? Like, did you hear it on the radio or something like that? Or what What was that situation like? Well, there's, coming up as an independent artist, mm-hmm. it's a little different, you know what I'm saying? But I think when we did our song Still Tipping, and we performed it on 106 in Park with Free and AJ back in the day, mm-hmm. um, I remember being backstage and me and Slim Thug just kind of like, smiling at each other like, damn, man, we done made it, man. We on BET, we on 106 Park, man, we done made it. Because that's something that we always wanted, but, you know, how the hell are we going to get on there? We just some boys from the hood who talk about swingers and Cadillacs and sip and serve. You know, the world, We, I mean, me personally, I never thought the world would accept us or our style of music. So just the fact that it did and that we made it to be on 106 Park was a hell of an accomplishment. And at that point, I really felt like, Man, we on 106 and Park right now about to perform, man. We didn't made it, man. Wow. Wow. I, I, I love those stories, man. Those those stories, like, when they people really realize, like, wow, I've, I've grinded, I've worked hard, and now I'm sitting here, I'm reaping the benefits of my hard work. Yeah, for sure. Wow. So we got we just we we just talked to Paul Wall, man. He's he's told us about his album dropping in March, called The Fast Life. He got Akon on there. He got uh, Chameleon there on there, correct? Yes, sir. And a whole bunch of uh, other great producers. And um, make sure y'all go out there and cop that. You know what I'm saying? You can reach him www.myspace.com/paulwall. And uh, do you check your MySpace, or you got like people checking that up for you? I, I get on there every now and then, you know, to 
updated, but man, I don't hardly never be on there looking at no messages. <laughs> so many people out there that's mad at me and hate my guts because I ain't respond back to them or I ain't accept them as a friend. People, are, man, they they be, they so people call me all the time, so mad at me, man. Why won't you accept me as a friend? But they just don't know, man. My grinding right now ain't on the internet. My grinding is in the streets with the people. But that's just a different grind. And on occasion, I'll get on there on the Internet. But, hey, man, please, everybody listening, please don't be mad at me if I don't respond back to y'all on MySpace. Come holler at me in person, and you see me, and you'll see that ain't no, I ain't tripping at all, man. I don't mean, ain't no hard feelings if I ain't respond back to you on MySpace. It's just that I got, you know, I'm getting 10,000 messages a day, and I can't respond back to everybody. Even if I respond back to 1,000 messages a day, there's going to be 1,000 people that hate my guts because I ain't hit them back. I can imagine how many messages you get, man. Like I get a lot. Like so, I can imagine you. So, like people, don't get mad. He he he's not on there like crazy. He's not checking his messages. So don't don't be mad at him. But 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 hit him. But check out the MySpace because he got some good music up there. You can check out his his latest music with Akon. You can check out the Busy Body track, which is a, is one of my favorite joints. So make sure y'all check that. And yo, thanks for thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we all we always updated though. Me personally. Me and one of my homeboys and, you know, people from Asylum, too, they always, we, we all, between all three of us, we always updated on a regular basis with new pictures, new video, new contests, new whatever, new music. So you got to check it out and check it out on a regular basis because we're always updating it. Um, but, yeah, man, thank you for having me, man. Much love. It's been, been a pleasure. Man, we appreciate it, man, and, and, con- and congratulations on the new album. And we got the inauguration tomorrow, and we got it's, it's, it's 2009. It's just gonna be a crazy year. It's gonna be a great year for music too. Yeah, for sure. That's a bet. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. And um, yo, if you got anything else you want to talk to us about, you know, you can just call us up, man, and and, and just chit chat, and you know, and you know, do whatever you gotta do. All right, cool for sure. All right, man. It's a bet, baby. Have a good night, man. Thank you, dog. Later.